Hey guys, uh, we are starting our very first episode here of Those Suma Guys podcast. I'm Mike Herman, here with Sean Rimmer. And uh, we are looking to answer some real world questions from uh, CrossFitters that we're hearing inside of the walls of our own affiliate. Uh, and today we're just coming together to talk about uh, some programming and our own philosophies around, around programming in the gym. Uh, so, uh, we're just going to give you a little background here on the first episode of ourselves uh, and talk a little bit more about why we're talking about programming today. Um, for me, uh, I was a, a Division II soccer player uh, at the University of Bloomsburg and uh, studied there four-year degree in exercise science, uh, came out of uh, Bloomsburg and started working as a personal trainer. Uh, right out of school and basically for the last I think it's been like 12 years now uh, that I've been working as a personal trainer uh, and opened SUMA in 2013 uh, and uh, got my level one level two cert now uh, and been working with people for the last 10 years in, in SUMA. Sean you want to give a little background on yourself? Yeah um uh, similar to Mike, I uh, played Division three football. Um, prior to that, though, I competed in powerlifting and, you know, did all of that in my childhood. Um, I actually found, like, the fitness industry after college because I went for something unrelated but kind of fell in love with it just because I was always in a gym anyway and it made too much sense not to do it. But uh, found CrossFit, yeah, a little over t 10 years ago, almost 11, and then um, – same thing, got my level one, like almost right away. Uh, and then got my level two now, been working as a personal trainer for the better part of a decade. Um, uh, kind of worked more in the medical fitness for a long time, but then transitioned fully to CrossFit uh, a couple of years ago. So yeah, um, we got and, quite a few years of some experience here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we've been doing it for a while. Yeah, yeah. And we're both kind of have our little bit of athletic background. I know I wanted to mention too, I, I had a bunch of personal training search. I had one through ACSM and ACE, but I let those laps and now I just have the, the CrossFit level one, level two cert. Yeah. Um, but I still, have, I still have a lot of different ones just to kind of keep because they're, I don't want to lose them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, we could do a whole nother episode, I think, on uh, why I think the, the CrossFit certs are a little better, but better yeah. another day. Yeah. Uh, for today, in this episode, we wanted to, to come together today uh, between the two of us and talk about programming because we've been hearing some concerns, uh, maybe from people inside our gym uh, that uh, maybe they want to do a little more strength training, maybe they want to see some more advanced movements and workouts, or maybe some longer workouts. Uh, what are you seeing in the gym, Sean? Or what do you hear? Um, it's the same. Like it's. Um... I think it's uh, a lot of, it's a lot of people that are plenty fit and then they're looking to get quote unquote fitter. Um, and they're just looking for more stuff where, you know, we've had the conversation before. It's like more isn't always better, but it's like, um, there are ways to get more without sacrificing everything else. So that's been pretty much it. And uh, yeah, just kind of people looking to kind of take that next step in some ways. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, 
what I want to do is talk a little bit about what we've done at Zuma over the years, and then maybe get into what we're doing now and why you know we we've decided to kind of set out on this path that we're on, on that we're at now. Uh, we've been through quite like an evolution over the years, I would say, at Zuma. Um, back in the early days, we did our own programming, and then uh, we got kind of uh, tempted, I would say, by the shiny object syndrome, where <laughs> at some point along the way, we started following uh, like a comp train style um, programming format, where if you're not familiar with that, and it's not to throw shade on comp train, because now I think they changed back then, it used to be multiple parts. It would be like part A, B, C, sometimes D and E, like four to five different uh, components of the workout of the day. One of those being Metcon, one of those being strength work and maybe skill and maybe another Metcon or, or something like that. There'd be lots of moving parts every day. Um, and those, the reason we were kind of tempted by that was uh, we were being like competitive in the CrossFit space at that point. You know, we were training to go to what was called regionals at the time. Now they're called semi Throwback. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm dating myself a little bit, but, uh, but yeah, we, we kind of tempted by that because we were ourselves were working towards that goal. Um, that was kind of back in the earlier days. Uh, more recently, we followed uh, the, the main site of CrossFit main site. Uh, we did that for, I would say, at least an entire year where we filed, filed, followed just the main site. Um, and we'll kind of get into problems, I think, with some of these things uh, as we talk about more. But uh, we did main site for about a whole year. And that was just one workout of the day, uh, more similar to what we do now, but uh, some issues with that that we could get into. Uh, and then we kind of uh, went through some strength cycles. We did percentage-based strength work. We did kind of Wendler cycles in the past and things like that. Um, and we can go into, you know, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but uh, what about you, like, personally, what kind of, like, training have you gone through over the years? I, I mean, it's that same thing. It's, uh, like I said, when I was younger, I did the competitive powerlifting thing, and the training schedule for that was crazy. And then with football and sport training, that was a lot. And then it was, you know, we all go through that younger adolescent boy stage of bodybuilding for a while and just the super high reps. Um but then it was also like, uh, it was the same thing. It was, you, you find, you're trying to find your, you find your uh, kind of your compass a little bit of like where, what fits into your world the best and like what, you know, drives you the most and how you have fun with is yeah. the biggest thing. Um, like, yeah, like I remember doing competitive powerlifting wasn't fun. And like, it was just so much volume and like weight. Um, whereas like, uh, like when I found CrossFit and it was like, I got to blend all of that stuff together and then get exposed to other stuff. That was kind of, once I found CrossFit, I pretty much stayed with that for the whole, for, you know, then forward. Um, but then still like, like you were saying, you know, when you, you have that time where you want to be more competitive, you know, you scratch the itch a little bit, you start layering stuff on and then adding more workouts, but then you know, we'll talk about it in the negative part of like what happens when you do that. Um, I was like, I got to pull it back a little bit. <laughs> this is just not maintainable. Yeah. 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 I definitely went through that phase as well. 
uh, and for some of the reasons that we'll talk about soon, uh, you know, that's why it's just not maintainable, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I think we could talk a little bit about some of the lessons we learned and why, how we end up ended up where we're at now with programming. Um, so let's talk a little bit about what our programming style looks like now. Like, how would you describe what uh, our programming philosophy kind of looks like big picture? Uh, I think the best way to describe it is balanced. Um, I know like you, uh, myself and Katie always talk about like when we are talking about programming, it's like not having a bias towards one thing. And like we have the, you know, our list of things that we want to keep in rotation now and, and things like that of, um, you know, making sure we have some short workouts, a longer workout, a not for time workout, a partner workout, like everything that kind of like keeps it balanced. Because, you know, we've talked about it before, too, is like you want people to be able to come every day. Yeah. And it's like if you do just like crushing workouts all the time, they can't. Yeah. Um, but I think that the balance that we have allows people to do that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that kind of tied it right into my first point about programming is uh, I think you can definitely describe the way that we program at SUMA as pretty traditional CrossFit at this yeah. point. Um, and the way that CrossFit was intended to be, I think there's different iterations out there that you see, like people interpretations maybe, you know, um, but I think we're doing it at a, like purest form at this point because We'll just say for people that don't know out there, CrossFit is constantly varied functional movements performed at a high intensity. So if you break that down, you know, you talked about balance, um, constantly varied movements. If we dissect that a little bit, um, just means exactly kind of how it sounds, but in terms of time domains, right? So you mentioned different shorter workouts, longer workouts, moderate workouts uh, in duration, uh, but also in terms of movements that you're doing so you're trying to mix up right. movements as much as you can uh and the intent therefore the intensities get get uh, varied as well because that all ties together um but definitely that constantly varied uh part is is a huge part of our programming philosophy you know i know when i sit down to program the week you know, I'm, I'm making sure that i'm doing as many different movements as i can hitting different uh, you know, pushing and pulling and squatting and, and all the different uh, types of hinging, uh, different types of movements that, how, like, how do you make sure that you're constantly varied when you sit down and program? Uh, it's that same thing, because I think it was, um, you know, they give you a version of it in level one, and level two, it's like that chart where, you know, you can sit there and like tick off a movement and it shows you like where your imbalances are. I love using that because like it's a visual aspect for me to be like, whoa, like I made this way more like run heavier, monostructurally heavy than, you know, the couplets and triplets or chippers or whatever. Like um, that's, that's really like how I try and do it is I need the visual piece sometimes. Cause like, you know, you know this too. It's like when you're sitting there by yourself and you're like in your head, you're like, this is gonna work beautifully. I love and then you're like, wait a minute. We actually just talked about it yesterday of like, it's sometimes it's hard to be like, where are people going to be sore and how do we offset that the next day to not like compound on it every day. Um, and yeah. like, yeah, for me, it's that visual piece of like, I, I really do enjoy like sitting there and making my little tick marks. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I think, and there's that constantly varied piece, I think that also separates CrossFit from some other uh, fitness, uh, fitness realms. Like, you know, if we're looking at other forms of fitness out there, yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, the easy one to point to is just like people who run and there's no variance there. And then the issues with that, the issue being that you get overtraining uh, injuries and you right. can develop that. Uh, can you speak more to why, like what, what's the, why should you be constantly varied in your programming? So, I mean, like uh, I, I draw the parallel to um, a gym I used to work at. It was more of like the Globo gym, like uh, fitness centers and um, like, when I was like the trainer on duty and like go around and talk to people, I would just talk to them about what they're doing. They would use the machines, like those selectorized things or, you know, everybody's just fall back. And um, I would talk to like just people in general and they'd be like, like, what are you doing? You know, they're like, Oh, I've been doing the same program for the same weights for 10 years. Yeah. And like the same eight machines over and over and over again. Yeah. And I'm like, love you like try anything different and they're like nope and they're like and i haven't got i haven't changed at all either and they're like i'm looking to like lose weight or add muscle i was like well like you have to do that because um you know just um when we talk about like fitness is you need variance just to kind of keep the needle getting pushed forward too like yeah. doing that same thing your body just becomes very used to it and then we'll never change you know it just kind of becomes very stagnant in its in its ways and just kind of sits there and doesn't get better doesn't get worse it just kind of status quo forever yeah yeah it is not challenging your body at a certain point right and i think uh like when we talk about crossfit is like that constantly varied piece i i think it's the most important one of the most important pieces just because it helps kind of you know moving everything forward um and like you know we, we talk about it like week week by week day by day it's like that eight minute workout versus a 25 minute workout versus uh, an imam and it's like that's all variance not even down to the exercise too it's also in the the like the foundational piece of how the exercises are done helps in all of that so yeah, I always talk about um, the idea of like a minimum effective dose. So yeah. like, um, you know, it, just doing the right amount to get better and not doing more than you need to, uh, to kind of keep, like you said, moving forward and, uh, and not uh, overdoing it at one point uh, and by hitting the same movement patterns over and over, or maybe the same time domains of a workout over and over and just getting yeah. really good at let's say long, slow workouts, uh, you know, get really good in that time domain and not challenging yourself with any kind of shorter or more moderate time domains. Right. Um, well, it's like, you know, the adaptation that your body goes through to do something that's power-based versus like endurance-based is huge. Like that's such a difference in like abilities, right? We talk about the people that can go out and do those 30 plus minute workouts and be fine with that, but then they struggle mightily with the five minute workouts that are like the super short intense ones yeah um i guess we could talk to that a little bit too because i i hear that from some members sometimes like oh it's only a five minute workout today like are we going to do more or something like let's yeah. talk a little bit about so what's the benefit of that five minute workout well and i think that that's like the one point that uh i wanted to, to go to too is this is like that um 
it's like, you know, when we talk about the traditional like volume versus intensity debate and like everything and like, um, like what, why I feel that intensity is always over volume and intensity can be like, can be, you know, uh, defined in a bunch of different ways. Like you can lift heavy weight on a strength day and that's your intensity. It doesn't need to be this like sprint style intensity, but it can be, you know, all over the place, but it's about, um, like in the article uh, we talked about before this is, uh, it's an article by James Hobart from, I think 2016, uh, yeah, November 11th, 2016, but it's, it's, the article is called a, a deft dose of volume. Um, and like, he's just talking about everything and the importance of intensity over volume. And one of the lines that he says is like, it's like, don't mistake volume for intensity and end up training for 90 minutes at 60% when training 60 minutes at 90% may have been more valuable. Mm, Um, And I think that's like a big thing. And then, you know, another line is like, in that same paragraph, it's like, it's a fool's errand to cram multiple workouts on top of each other uh, in hopes of finding a shortcut to fitness. Mm. Um, It's like some strong-willed people just don't know when enough is enough. Like, yeah. I think that's like a, another thing, you know, we, this, this is like transcends CrossFit too, but this is like the yeah. global gyms everywhere, orange theories, whatever, all of it. And it's, uh, they think that if I work out longer, that's better for me. Right. Right. Uh, where it's like, you can work out shorter and get just as much, if not more by just going harder and like really committing yourself to like pushing the intensity for that day when you can, like, obviously if you're not feeling great, don't do that. Right. Maybe just move that day, but like you can still in those five minute workouts, like really push yourself. Like, you know, the, the workout Fran is like a perfect example. Uh, I've said this to people at the gym. It's like 21, 15, nine pull-ups and thrusters. Yeah. And it's the worst. It's the best, but it's the worst. (laughs) Like, that should be one of those workouts that if you do it right, you do not need to, nor do you want to do anything else that day, right? Like if you redline it like it's intended to do, I and you and everybody else has probably been on the floor for like 20 minutes after that. Right. And been like trying to just get up into a standing position. Like I have walked out of the gym and be like, I don't need to do another thing that day. And I am perfectly fine. Yeah, that's what intensity feels like when you you actually get there. I think some people maybe mistake what intensity is sometimes. I think like you had mentioned prior, but like I always tell people it's not how red in the face you get. It's not how sweaty you get. It's not uh, how high your heart rate gets necessarily. Um, It's literally how hard you worked. And really the only way to, to, to measure that is what we're doing in CrossFit and CrossFit Suma is like measuring how long it takes you to do work right so 29 21 15 9 pull-ups Fran how long does it take you to do that that's how you measure how intense it was right and it's like if um say it takes you three minutes right to do Fran and uh you come back in and then it's just like the next time you try it and like say it's everything's been good you haven't lost any workouts you haven't done anything like that and then it takes you four and a half minutes right did you really push yourself that day were there other outlying factors like there are things 
that you can always go back to. Like if you're within a couple seconds yeah. of your time, that's pretty you, you, good. You, you, you pushed yourself yeah. pretty hard. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But if you didn't sleep at all the night before and you, right. you know, were away for a week and a half and you, you know, lose a minute on your friend, that's a different story, but we're talking exactly. about, yeah. Yeah. Like say perfect conditions are always, you know, uh, it's like that intensity. That's how you progress, right? And like how you, how you get your body to keep adapting. And it's like you don't have to do that every day, right? Hence the reason why what we're doing, where it's like you'll have that, and then followed by a not for time workout that you're just kind of moving through because yeah. you can't do that level of intensity like two, three, five days in a row. You, in some ways, you can, but like you can't do that every day, and then you know, on top of it, multiple times in a day, like yeah. something will suffer. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about that a little bit again, because you touched on it, but like, so this whole debate around, so we're saying that we want to have high intensity in our workouts whenever possible, um, as much as possible. Um, but the volume piece, like you mentioned, uh, so trying to do more workouts, trying to do more things, longer workouts, that's inherently going to lower the intensity it always right uh, right and i mean it has to yeah. like There's i just think no that to not you said it yeah you said it earlier where it's like that shiny object syndrome of like you see it and um i think things can get skewed when you you know you follow games level athletes who are, are just posting them doing like two three four workouts a day but they're like that one percent right that they maybe are, that's their full-time gig is doing that and they have the time and they're but they're like perfectly what you don't see is the balance that uh, like you need still yeah they're yeah. probably not doing that every single day yeah and i would say even too like they're training specifically for something which is the crossfit games right right and the crossfit games is a volume-based competition it is multiple workouts a day for multiple days um you know, the average person who's coming into the gym, if their goal is to be healthy uh, and just maybe look a little better, gain a little muscle, you know, whatever their goals are that are like that, they're going to benefit from more intensity and less volume. Right. And I think that that's it is too, is like, you know, that's the, the whole point of this uh, podcast as well is like, we're just, we just want to talk about like the everyday person, right? Yeah. Maybe you have like that little competitive itch that you want to scratch every once in a while and do local competitions or, you know, maybe you do aspire to, to make it back to sanctionals now and like, or, you know, uh, all of that. But I think that that also like maybe, yeah, doing better well in the open. We'll use that as a good yeah. example because that's like one that we do all the time. There are ways I think that you can still add volume yeah. while not like sacrificing on intensity for those things yeah um to really work up to that thing like whatever you're trying to shoot for like you were saying yeah what would be um, a good way to uh to to work on that without losing intensity well i think it's like tailoring your intensity for what you're doing right um so we talk about uh like at our gym we have supplemental gym times or it's like the you know the traditional like open gym time that people can come in but uh you know we try and have people not just do another metcon like we want them to come in and we'll help them really 
fine tune something. Maybe it's technique on an Olympic lift, or maybe it's like getting a muscle up or something like that. And then skill. Yes, exactly. Like skill work, I think, is how you add volume without taking away from intensity because skill work inherently should be skill work, right? It shouldn't be hard work in yeah. some like as far as intensity goes, but it should be like yeah. it should be at the threshold where you're still improving that skill, which is like a fine right. line. Yeah. Right. And you're not you're not like killing yourself to like failure. Yeah. You know, and then like having doing that on top of like say you just did it a class before it and say it was Fran and it was super intense. It's like your skill day that day should be super low intensity and just kind of working on technique, you know, just because it like offsets that a little bit. Of, um, but, yeah. you know, I think that's best practices. Yeah. Cause I think you can still like really get better at stuff and then transfer it back to Metcons and like yeah. full on workouts when you get better at a muscle up. Right. And you can get a muscle up. Then right. you can do a muscle up in a workout. Right. There's very few people, I think, that are learning to get a muscle up in a Metcon. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, I think where some other gyms maybe go wrong here is with their programming. Right. So, like another gym might program uh, tons of moving parts, lots of skill related, high skill related movements in one workout. And we can get into like the issues with that in the future, like this uh, cramming lots into one class. So, I mean, one of the, the reasons why we program the way we do at our gym is to allow for time to work on some skills in class and to uh, and make sure that we have enough time to do that. So sometimes you'll see at SUMA, uh, you know, maybe I'll use Friday's workout as an example. You know, we did a real simple workout. We did five rounds for time of ring dips, uh, 10 ring dips and 20 box jump overs. Five rounds for time, real simple and effective and sweet. My favorite kind of workout. Oh my God, that was uh, so sweet. So beautiful, but, uh, <laughs> but it gave us time in this context to work on the ring dip, right? And right. be sure that everybody had a good variation uh, to follow uh, and warm up properly enough to get a great, high intensity workout of that because that was a relatively short relatively high intense workout um so maybe we could start talking about that like well i'm glad you brought that up because like a ring dip like we'll use that as the example too is uh you know it's a kind of a complex movement as far as like skill and difficulty base like there's the, yeah. the stability part of it there's obviously the big pressing part that like some people don't aren't there yet and i think uh with what you were just talking about and like allowing enough time it's that of like properly scaling a workout to allow that person if they need to scale it to still have the same intensity as somebody who doesn't need to scale it like finding the the common ground there um with without time to be able to do that like you're you, you can't get a warm-up in you can't find those scaling options for people or scale people up in certain ways like that i think that's that's where you need some of this stuff too it's like if you cram stuff in like you were saying it, it makes it so difficult to do that on the coaching side of it 
Yeah. Yeah. I think that just gives a little insight for people into the coaching aspect of it. Um, from our perspective, uh, if we keep it a simple on the more simpler side, we can, uh, coach it more effectively. And I actually think that's where some of the magic is too. I mean, I definitely, I know that's where the magic is. Um, these gyms, like, you know, we'll go back to like when we used to do comp train, we used to have that part A, B, C, D or whatever. We didn't have any time to devote to coaching. We were basically like, all right, pick up this barbell, do a back squat. This is what it looks like. Go. And uh, not talking about any of the finer points of a back squat or any of the movements that we were trying to, 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 to teach. We didn't have time to warm it up. Uh, the, the, the time to coach is kind of where the magic is for, for members because it right. gives us time to give them feedback and uh, to watch, see, and correct and uh, to improve them. Without right. that time, you're just trying to go through the motions as a member, as an athlete. Yeah. Well, and I, like, you know, this too, it's like with the level two, I mean, that's, uh, you and I have such high praise for the level two is because it was like how to become a better coach for your members, right? It's for you too. But at the same time, it's like, how do I use my time effectively enough to make sure that I can portray like what we want out of the programming to our members to be able to get them better maybe to get them closer to, you know, a PR and a back squat or a muscle up or whatever in the confinements of an hour class. Like, right. uh, and I think the level two is like amazing at that, like how to see correct, you know, spot flaws, do all of that. Um, and still coach, like without coaching, you might as well just come in and do it on your own. Like we, yeah. I, been to gyms and you know people have been other people have been to gyms where it's like they go in the warm-up's already written they do it by themselves right and then they just get into the second part and the coach is just standing there yeah not doing anything it's like that's not helping anybody yeah and again maybe to give some more perspective for members who from our perspective as a coach like it gives us time to do a general warm-up which is kind of what you're talking about other gym mm -hmm. might just post that up there but then to get into what's called like a specific warm-up where we're going over the movements of the day in detail and doing lots of repetitions of practice and progressions to get right. people further along, right? And to improve their skills in a class setting. Yeah. Well, and like you said too, for perspective too, it's thinking about uh, uh, like from the coaching side too, it's like when you have say 12 people standing in front of you, three of those people may, that may be their first day that they've ever touched a barbell or done a burpee or, you know, whatever, you know, where as in the, you know, bulk of the class may have been there for a long time. And then a couple people are like the competitive level, like can do every movement. It's like, you still need to cater to everybody. Yeah. Right. And that's just it too. Is like, you, you need that specific warm up, like you said, to help assess where certain people need to be and like how you're going to scale something up or down for those people to make sure that, you know, that level of intensity and, you know, um, it, all of that is the same for everybody. You know, the stimulus is, is key to make sure that everybody is getting the same thing out of the workout, no matter what version of it they're doing. Yeah. Um, yeah and I think that's like where that general warm up, specific warm up are paramount 
right? Yeah. You need that to help. You need time to help get people in position sometimes. Yeah. Because I think uh, tying it back into the programming side of it too. So we're talking about best practices in programming and, you know, why kind of why we program the way that we do at SUMA, you know, uh, having like programming workouts that give you time to coach is just kind of what we're talking about now, like just giving you time to really coach each member, you know, it comes down to programming workouts that are not overly complicated, right? So like right. Um, programmer workout, let's just say like programming a workout, like with ring muscle ups, barbell snatches, and, uh, you know, handstand walking and, uh, 40 minutes AMRAP or something like, yeah, this is a crazy example, but I'm sure some gyms maybe out there do stuff like that. And the problem is just, there's no time to go over all of those movements in any kind of capacity. So what ends up happening, what, what I've seen, uh, in, in, in classes like that, you know, traveling, going to other gyms is the coach will often just be like, Hey, here's a bear crawl. You know, we're not even going to touch going upside down in the warmup because we don't have time, you know, and then none of the members get any exposure who don't already have those skills or don't already have those movements. Right. Then it's like putting it back on the member to be like, if you want to get better at this, you just need to figure it out on your own. Right. And like, yeah. that's a silly thing. <laughs> yeah, there's like no support there. And there's no, no room to like try things outside your comfort zone in the class. Right. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, it, it, it's, it's hard too because like, you know, everybody's got their own way of doing stuff. And it's like, you don't want to like poo poo somebody like another gym and like how they do things. Yeah. Like we're, we just like to talk about how we do it and, we're not saying that we're better than anybody else either. Right. It's just, you know, I think for retention for our members and for everything is where we find those best practices of being kind of like how we program. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good point. I think uh, it, we need to say like some, uh, you know, it depends on the population of your gym. Like if right. you're a gym, if you're a gym owner listening to this and you're like, well, we program all a bunch of different parts, but your members are, very competitive uh in the crossfit space that that's yeah. what they want you know and that's what their goals are and that's what you're catering to then that's great like there's people out there that 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 need maybe more of that but we're kind of catering more to uh people that we're trying to get intensity out of people we're trying to uh get people uh you know, lifelong fitness that's kind of more of our mentality Right. And then I think that's like CrossFit's message too, is like, um, you know, we've heard like Sherwood and Bosman talk about it before on their podcast and like other things, but it's like not getting people to do this for a year. It's like, how do I, how am I able to do this for 15, 20, 30 years? Yeah. Um, and it's like not having people A, get hurt, right? B, get burned out uh, and like C, just kind of like lose interest in it. And yeah. I think that kind of goes back to like what, what we're kind of covering here is like, you know, we, you and I both know it's like that, you know, for a, of like getting hurt, it's like usually sometimes with volume, right. You get like overtraining issues and things like that. And like, you just compound on bad movement patterns and you never really address things. And like you, like you tweak your shoulder or yeah. like catches up with you eventually. Yeah, like I, I like pulled something in my back because I like didn't warm up enough or like whatever. Um, 
Whereas like, you know, getting burned out, it's the same thing. It's like, you've been in those spaces too, where you're like, oh my God, like you almost don't look forward to going to class because you're like, it's, I'm just going to be like, beat down. yeah. And yeah. you're just like, I, I, I can't do it. Yeah. Uh, and then see, it's like, also, it's like, just, you know, trying to find like, a, you know, the GPP of like CrossFit of just like that, you know, being prepared for anything, I think is like, the yeah, best it stands for uh, general physical, physical preparedness. GPP. Yeah. Just we're kind of ready for anything. Yeah. And I think that's like, it's such a refreshing thing to experience too. Like, you know, I, I can do one workout a day and still feel like I got better that day. And I can still feel like I did a lot of good fitness and kind of move forward. And like, I didn't, I didn't die. I didn't yeah. like lay in bed then for six hours just because I needed to like break. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely hear from other members, uh, other, uh, people come from maybe other gyms who get a little burnout on the the hard workouts every single day that just like beat down you know long amraps or whatever it is uh and uh having lots of injuries and just existing uh you know bumps and bruises and uh coming in and just being a little refreshed with the way that we do things at the gym uh you know because i think eventually everybody comes around to wanting just to be healthier and feel better and continue to get better even if it's a little slower maybe yeah well i think that that's a good point at the end too is like coming with the mentality that um i got that quote i said earlier about people looking for like a shortcut to fitness yeah is like knowing that it isn't you can't do anything fast like as far as like results go like maybe if you're starting from zero you're going to have a lot more like ceiling than somebody who's been doing it for 10 years as far as like progressions go and PRs and all of that. But like, I think when people understand that it's just a process that needs to be done, like over the course of a longer period of time to see like true results and continue to see results and like maybe stay away from bad habits and all of that. Like, I think that's an important piece too. Yeah. And that goes back to like, again, not getting like burnout and all of that. And like, just kind of, you know, doing fitness for life and not doing it for, to get the highest snaps out of anybody. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you still have that, but like, you need the other side of that too. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, there's one more point that I kind of want to touch on. We touched on, you know, our programming kind of embodies CrossFit a little bit, constantly varied. We're shooting for high intensity uh, and prioritizing intensity over volume. We talked about some coaching uh, aspects, like being able to work on skills in class and, and progress members uh, by having the time to devote to sk- uh, you know, skill work and, and, and pure strength and intensity work um, and not being overwhelmed by the programming. Uh, the last piece that I kind of wanted to touch on here that we could talk about is uh, around culture. I'm a big mm-hmm. alliteration guy, CrossFit, coaching, and culture. <laughs> so uh, culture, so the, this in terms of programming, like I think the way that we program at the gym helps the overall culture of the gym. So like what I mean is it kind of gives time for the coaches and the members to interact, maybe right. even members to interact with one another and create connections. You know, I think if you try and cram too much stuff into one class, 
there's no time for any of that. You're not really, you're not, you don't have any time to like what we've talked about before, seeing and correcting the coach, like coming up to you and giving you that feedback and watching you and making sure that you, that you actually do what they told you to, to change and then seeing that improvement um, that can create a, a culture at the gym that might be missing from a gym that over programs. Right. Well then even uh, I think like on that cultural aspect too, is um, like for new members, yeah. you know, somebody walking in to a gym that maybe does like multiple pieces a day, there's not that time for connection, you know, the likelihood of them, staying long-term like without ever building any connection to the people that they're working out with and like you know that's CrossFit's whole thing is like they want you know that cultural aspect of it to be huge like again the open is the coolest thing ever because it's the whole culture doing it together it's like with with people um coming in and like getting overwhelmed right away they're not going to make those connections or anything you know it's the same thing uh in any any setting too it's like if you never talk to anybody or never have time to talk to anybody yeah you're not going to get to know yeah yeah it really allows the, the coach some time to to make those connections and uh and i would say like just kind of the culture of the gym like we've talked about uh uh in terms of the mindset of coming more often. Like, I think the way that we program helps our members come more frequently, what you right. touched on before, you know, instead of being beat up and only making it two times that week, uh, they can come three, four, five, maybe even six times a week uh, and really see the benefits of that, like that consistency piece. Well, then I think like, uh, you know, to circle back around, it's like the variance piece that we started with, right? If you're able to come multiple times a week, you're able to see different things, maybe that you wouldn't get exposed to, uh, where maybe, you know, if you're only coming Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and like Tuesday and Thursday are just like strength or met, like, you know, monostructural stuff, and you never see that. And then it's like, when we coach that, you know, all those, those little nuances that we can kind of cover, um, it's like, if those people are missing it always, then that's hard. Like, or maybe they're only coming twice a week because that's all they can do. Yeah, um, they're getting better at the double unders because they're never there for that day or whatever. Right, right. You know, and sometimes that's just like luck of the draw, but at the same time, you know, it's it's also hard for them and us and, you know, everybody because then it's, you know, it's not fun when it comes up and they finally get exposed to it and you're like, oh no. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think, uh, and then I think another point on the culture aspect too is, is something we did touch on just like, having a mindset of uh, coming more frequently and having that health and longevity mindset of being like, I'm going to get, try and come and get better over the long term and just stay healthy and injury free. Like just like the way, the way we program kind of just encourages that in a way. Yeah. Well, and uh, I think the other piece of it too, is like talking about the volume and intensity uh, thing again is like when you come multiple times a week more than like once or twice you're getting the volume that you're searching for right like you're able to do if you only do two days a week i think that's uh, i think that that's like where people can fall into that i want more yeah like you can get more if you come multiple days a week like yeah more five days a week frequency 
over like less days, more volume on those few days that you're counting. Right, exactly. Like you can yeah. still get volume across the whole, the whole piece of it. <laughs> hey, Charlie. Yeah, I think you can get it that way too. Not just like, you know, the, <laughs> okay. The, like that micro, you know, cosm of a day instead of yeah. like the, the meso cosm of the, the week, you can get your volume that way. Yeah. Yeah, any other points you wanna to touch on in terms of the program we talked about? Yeah, like I think the big points kind of being, you know, we spent a lot of time I think on the intensity piece and like making sure that the intensity is there over, over the volume uh, in terms of like, if you have a strength day, it's just the strength day, hitting it hard, uh, hitting those short workouts hard, like I think like some key if we could do some like key takeaways maybe from today like yeah if those short workouts hard don't skip that five to ten minute uh, workout day hit yeah. those days hard and uh, you're gonna see more of a benefit from that and uh, I think some people just kind of don't try as hard on those shorter days sometimes and don't get the full intensity benefit yeah I would say that too is that and I don't know if it's it's like they come into it bumming out because it's only five to 10 minutes. Yeah. And they're like, oh, okay. Like, and then they kind of just do it. It's hard, but it's not as hard as it should be. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's a big takeaway though. It's like really prioritizing what the stimulus of the workout is. And I think we do a good job of like talking about what the stimulus of the workout is, whether it's time frames or goal times and stuff like that, weights, percentages, whatever. Yeah. Um, but it's like taking stock of like what the workout is and how do I build intensity in that workout? Yeah. Right. If it's an EMOM, I need to find out like, what is the intense piece of that, where I need to push, what I need to do, right. Pace it, whatever. Same thing, weightlifting days. And then those shorter or longer days, those longer AMRAPs of like, how do I have the intensity I need to for this? Yeah. And maybe sometimes that's like lowering the weight because, uh, that you're using too heavy of a weight and it slows you down and it takes you out of that range that we're trying right. to get you to hit. Right. And I think that's a, that's a good, that's a good point too, is like, there is too intense. Like yeah. there is that piece of like going too hard. And uh, if it's a five minute workout and that's the goal is like people use that heavy weight or, you know, try and do too much instead of maybe scaling it back a little bit and their five minutes supposedly workout turns into like a 10, 12 minute workout just because they can't go any faster. I think that's, that's also another whole topic that we can cover another yeah. day yeah. of like scaling. But uh, um, I think that's like another really important piece of like knowing yourself too in like that relation of volume versus intensity versus, you know, our programming and all that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say another maybe key takeaway that I can think back to is when you said, like, if you do want to add some volume in, do it in the right ways. Like, right. Uh, do add in some skill work, maybe that's specific to a goal that you have. You're trying to get handstand push-ups. You're trying to get better at X, Y, and Z. And, and doing it in a way that accounts for what else you did that day or maybe what's coming tomorrow. Right. The intensity a little lower and working on skills outside right. of that really focus on that main workout of the day maybe but then add right. in some more 
scale volume. And then the way you do that is you can talk to one of your coaches and then we can help you. <laughs> like, yeah. um, but like, that's a big thing is like, we will, we can help everybody uh, find what that skill should be that they're working on. Maybe people don't know. And it's like, if we just did a bunch of pressing and thrusters, don't go do handstand pushups after that, <laughs> right? Like it's gonna be much harder. And like, there's other things that you can focus on that day. Yeah. Or it's like, don't do heavy pulls off the ground if the next day is heavy deadlifting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the coach can maybe help you decide what's appropriate or not. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah. That would and I, I think on that too is like, you know, we're, we're taking a very broad stroke of this. And it's like, you know, the truth be told is like everybody is their own individual with their own ability levels and wants and needs and everything. And I think that people need to remember that too. What's good for you may not be good for somebody else and vice versa. What they're doing may not be good for you. And it's like, don't be like that shiny object again. Don't be kind of drawn to that um, just because like that person is doing something different than you and you know just run your own race in a way of like do what you need to do to get better yeah yeah i think that's a good way to to end it yeah (laughs) i like i like it on that note actually so we're me and sean mike and sean here those suma guys (laughs) if you guys have any uh ideas for future episodes or anything let us know shoot us an email crossfitsuma at gmail.com or or just talk to us at the gym and uh we'll have a good episode for you in the future all right thanks sean yeah later mike have a great day